Hey parents, it's Robin McMahon here. Before you dive into this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to my show, Parenting Our Future. And did you know that you can watch this show as well on YouTube? If you want to watch this episode instead of listening to it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Parenting for Connection, where you will find all of my podcast episodes as well as a library of my videos that have tips and parenting strategies on how to parent even the most difficult kiddos. You will learn how to get better behavior, better listening, so that you can feel more calm and confident in your parenting no matter what you're facing. So I hope to see you over on YouTube. Now back to the show. We're talking about something serious today, which is protecting your kiddos against child sexual abuse. And it's a serious topic that every single parent really does need to know about. And I have a really special guest who is an expert in this. And I have Dr. Tiffany Tate here, and she is the author of Bad Touching, which is a book that, first of all, you can find everywhere. And we're going to be talking all about this. And so to tell you a little bit about Dr. Tiffany Tate, she is a board certified OBGYN who pursued writing as her passion after she was medically retired after sustaining a hand injury. Her first book was entitled Flowetry. It's a collection of 108 poetic flows on life, love, and liturgical issues. The book was written to inspire and encourage people. She loves to give back to her community and is often giving lectures in the community or to medical residents on different topics. And she's an active member of her local church and sorority and is a veteran officer of the United States Navy. Her current book, Bad Touching, is to help children understand and report abuse. She actually has another book coming out soon, which is addressing bullying. So thank you so much for being here, Dr. Tiffany. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, it's such an important issue. And I I wonder how you came to talking about this specifically. Unfortunately, when I was a child, I experienced this type of abuse. And this story is sadly my story. And Mm -hmm. I did not want children to suffer in silence. And I wanted to use my platform to help children kind of learn a way to speak up and speak out. And I believe that the best way to help children is to educate them. And as long as they can identify what's wrong and what's right, then they can understand situations that are uncomfortable and know how to talk to people and who to approach to report it. Yeah. So I'm sorry to hear that this is also your story. I'm sorry to hear that. And um, I I wonder, you know, when you were a child, were you able to understand what was happening with you, to you, and were you able to report it? When I was a child, I was intimidated and threatened and I was manipulated. So no, I did not say anything I did not say anything until I was in my 40s, which was only a few years ago, because I'm 48. Mm. And I do not want children to suffer in silence like I did. And unfortunately, 
you can have issues as an adult and you can have relationship problems as an adult. And you can go through therapy and work with therapists because they can help you work through those issues. But if children can learn early, they can speak up and speak out and prevent all of those problems from happening. And I want to empower them, whether it's with my book or someone else's book, I want them to be safe. And that's my goal. Can I ask, you know, if, if you've only, you've spent more of your life than not keeping the secret, what is the cost for keeping this to yourself and not sharing it or addressing it? It was very painful. And I would say it led to a lot of major issues of self-worth and I think you kind of internalize problems with okay there must be something that's wrong with me Mm. and you kind of become addicted to being treated badly and accepting abuse and to a certain extent you become addicted to abuse because you fall into a pattern of accepting that as a norm and you really don't want children to do that definitely don't want children to do that. So do you talk to them about this, whether they, whether they've experienced abuse or not? Like, how do you talk about this? How do you bring it up? What I have found from talking to parents who have let their children read the book, because I wanted feedback from children, from other people who have had children who have read the book, I would say, okay, let me know what happened. And so I've had one parent who said, my daughter has read your book. I said, okay, let me know what happened. She said she read it on her own. And then she brought the book back to me. And I had her explain it to me. She told me the story. And then I asked her questions. And she said, well, they were touched inappropriately. And I said, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. They were touched in their private parts. Mm-hmm. I asked her, have you ever been touched there? And she said, no, mommy. And she said, well, what would you do if somebody touched you there? She said, I would tell mommy. And so that sparked that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that It helped empower her child to understand that it's wrong for somebody to do that because it made those children feel bad and feel sad in the story. Mm -hmm. She saw how those children felt and she knew that it was wrong for that person to do that to the little girls in the story. But if you don't talk to your children about those things and you have an adult who's able to manipulate children, that could be a problem. Because with me growing up, I didn't have the best upbringing. And so this person was able to manipulate me Mm -hmm. and intimidate me because I was a youth and I didn't really know a whole lot being as young as I was. But as I got older, 
that person was no longer in, in my aunt's life because I was raised by my aunt and not my mother. But later on, my aunt did have a better boyfriend who was more loving, who was a better father figure. And he's still in my life now. I even call him Popper Smurf because he fixes everything. <laughs> and he's a great guy. And so, but when I was younger, there was the the person who I would refer to as the king of abuse, who mm -hmm. basically beat me for just breathing and watching TV and who was just very horrible. But children need to know that they don't have to accept that type of abuse mm -hmm. and that it's not normal and who, who the safe people to report the abuse are. And talking to your teacher or your pastor or someone in your family, those people are safe. And teachers are mandatory reporters. Nurses at school, they are mandatory reporters. Mm -hmm. So it's important for them to know who safe people are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is really important. And and I think you bring up an important point that we're, you're not just talking about sexual abuse, you're talking about physical abuse as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the book, the scenario is two girls, two sisters, and their their mom has a boyfriend. And he is the he's the the perpetrator of the abuse. And, you know, I, I think that the complicated part is that you you portray the mom as you know in love with this this man and that these kids almost have to take on the responsibility of maybe breaking their mom's heart being broken and uh and that fallout you know um we talk a little bit about that like the weight of telling for a child could have consequences and and it could be really messy you know Yes, that's a great question because you have these children and they finally see their mom happy. Yeah. They don't want to destroy her happiness. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to decide, do we tell her? Do we suffer in silence continually? Mm -hmm. It is what what do we do? And he's threatening them. So we don't know what to do until they go to this assembly. And then they get this knowledge that they find empowering. And then they're like, okay, we do not need to do this on our own. Mm. Can get help. And as children, they need to learn. And again, it's not what you don't know. It's, it's what you don't know that hurts you. So yeah. it's power. Yeah. They get the knowledge. And, and, you know, can, can, can you go through the steps? So if, if there's a child that does, you know, okay, actually I want to back up for a second. I want to just say that, you know, this is a great opportunity to talk to your kids about the trusted adults in their life, that there are other people that if they don't feel comfortable coming to, to their parents, that there are other people in their lives, like their teachers, the school nurse, the uh, people at church, the clergy, the pastor, you know, the, those, those people that they can come to. But I think there can be fear too, right? When I tell somebody, does this mean that I'm going to break my whole family up, right? I think that's what a child would be worried about, like like I sort of just alluded to. So what does the process look like when you tell? 
when you tell a lot of times some some children are worried that they may not be believed yeah and there's a fear of will I be blamed will they take my word for it Mm -hmm. it's my fault am I guilty and when a kid comes forward I think it is important that it takes a lot of strength to come forward and make the accusation and put that forward and acknowledge that something has happened and for a child to come forward and tell an adult what has happened they should be taken seriously Mm. because that is a very big step and I think it is important for the adult, whichever adult that they talk to, for them to investigate whatever accusation the child has made and protect that child and keep that from happening again until it can be further evaluated. Because it is important for that child to be protected because you don't know what is mentally going on with that child and what type of anguish they're suffering from. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you have to take every re- report seriously, make sure that you're investigating it and understand that that was not easy for that child to say something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, what's really going to help parents is the fact that we have a tool from you in our toolbox and the parent toolbox where you talk about the, the three, the really how to support your child. And there's three different, uh, three different sections here, um, but how to support your child after they've been abused. And you talk about not blaming the victim, not blaming yourself, um, and maybe seeking extra support therapy, that sort of thing. And so, Thank you for, for giving us that in the parent toolbox. Um, and we also get to, to see a sample of, um, of one of your poems from your book, Flowetry. Uh, so, you know, I, I always think that, like you said, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And as parents, we are often thrown into situations as parents, whether it's a child with a diagnosis that we could never have imagined or a situation that we could never think that we would be a part of like this. And whether we like it or not, we've got to learn what to do and what to say and that you aren't alone. There are people like you here helping you navigate this and teaching you what you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And it gets really hard navigating what you teach your child because pediatricians recommend that you start the conversation at about the age of five. But I say the sooner the better because predators don't necessarily wait. And as soon as your child can comprehend and understand no and understanding that, you know, their private area I think that's the age you should start because Mm -hmm. as soon as you can help them protect themselves, the better off they will be. Absolutely. So how do you start talking to them about their private parts? Uh, 
you know, private parts are obviously different for boys and girls, you know, girls cover their tops, boys don't, you know, so how, how do we, um, how do you navigate that? I think when you start teaching them how to wash themselves and take them to the bathroom, that's an important time to start teaching them because you're teaching them how to wash their bodies. You're teaching them how to care for themselves. So that's an important time to start teaching them how to care and protect themselves. And so I think that is a good time for self-empowerment and self-protection because Mm -hmm. there's no better time to teach them how to care for themselves than to teach them and to teach them how to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I like the, uh, sort of the comparison to like where your swimsuit is, wherever your, whatever your swimsuit covers is not allowed. Like nobody is allowed to touch those parts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I used to uh, teach my patients when, when I was practicing kind of like the dance, the Macarena. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, <except> that's, <laughs> that's a good way. I like that. I like that. I have a little fun with it too. Right. Uh, so what do you, what do you say when somebody like, what, what do you, what do you tell kids if, if, if in the act of being touched that they say and do, what can we teach them? If they're in a home or a public place where people are around, the first thing they can do is to scream and yell and get people's attention. Okay sometimes if they're like in a mall or in if they've been pulled into a bedroom and they're in a house and other people are in another room if they can scream and yell I know sometimes it's hard I know sometimes there's a trauma response and sometimes you cannot do that Mm -hmm. but if you can scream and yell Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think we're so busy telling our kids not to scream and yell. So that's confusing. So we've got to be, we've got to be willing to talk to them about an appropriate use of your voice in a screaming way or a yelling way. Like that means danger. That means you're in trouble. That means you need help. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good. Sometimes it's good to scream and yell, but sometimes that fear kicks in and you can't scream and yell. And if you cannot scream and yell because you shut down, and that does happen sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes you freeze. And if you freeze, that's okay too. Because Mm -hmm. there is no right answer when you're being abused. Right. That's important to hear. There, There is no right answer when you're being abused. And if you freeze, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Just remember to tell, remember to report it. Yeah. You're not, you're not the problem when you're being abused. Exactly. The problem. It's not the victim's fault. It's the other person's fault. That's right. Yeah. I I could see how you, you as a child would want to start blaming yourself. Oh, well, mommy said I can scream and yell, but I didn't. And what you're saying is look, you're not going to respond perfectly to, to a, an egregious situation. Just tell, just tell. And even, even, as an adult, even as an adult, you might want to scream and yell and you might not be able to scream and yell. And even if you can't scream and yell, 
It's okay if you can't scream and yell. Just remember to report it. That's the most important thing is that you report it because you don't want them to get away with it. That's the most important thing because mm-hmm. if they get away with it, they'll do it again to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You want to be an advocate for yourself. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yeah, that's really, really true. Really powerful. Thank you for that. That is, uh, I, I haven't had a conversation quite like this one on my podcast. We've, I've talked about this before, um, but this is a really, this is really important what you're saying. And I think that for everybody listening, please make sure you share this, uh, this information, please make sure you are aware of bad touching um, Dr. Tiffany Tate's book. One of the things that you can do and, and, uh, and Dr. Tiffany and I were talking about this is, is for you to gift the book to other children. So, because look, if it's happening in your home, you may have a blind spot to this. You may not be able to see it. And so by giving this and having it available, you, you could be saving a child, a lot of pain and suffering. What I have learned is that even when talk with talking to a lot of women at my church and talking to a lot of friends is that a lot of them have been abused as children and they also didn't tell. And just sharing my story, it has been a healing experience Mm -hmm. just for adult women from my children's book. And so I didn't even think about my children's book being helpful for adults. And so you would be surprised at how helpful this book is, not just for children, but for adults as well. So I would definitely say it's a good book, not just for children, but for adults too, Mm. as they're reading it for children. You know, I think that's such a good point because even hearing the way you say it, like I really feel it, you know, when you say scream and yell, and if you freeze, it's okay, no matter what, it's not your fault. I think my inner child, if, if, if my inner child had, you know, was abused, if I was abused in my past, that would feel so good to just feel reassured that, you know, it's okay that you didn't, you know, you were just doing your best. And, and I'm sure, did that help you move through this? as a grown adult? It, it did. And it has, and it has been a rough, rough course even this year. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that life throws monkey wrenches left and right. Mm -hmm. So I was just amazed at all the feedback I have been receiving. And I believe that this book is going to be a very healing book for a lot of people and not just for children. Mm-hmm. Oh, so beautiful. So the book again is Bad Touching. It's right here. And um, please go to the Parent Toolbox and uh, and you can download the the, really, it's just like a one pager with the with the different things that you can do if your child has been abused. And again, share this. 
even if you don't think that it will help you just never know. You never, never know. And we want to empower our kids to tell. And I think it's what I really like about what you're saying is talk to somebody who's a mandated reporter who has to report it um, so that your kids know that there are people, there are trusted adults that are on their side that are obligated and must help them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Any last words before we sign off here today? I would like to share that no matter where you are, no matter what you do, it is okay to tell. And I would encourage any and everybody to talk to their students, talk to their friends, talk to their teachers mm -hmm. and I would recommend whether parents get my book or a different book but they should share it with their children their nieces their mm -hmm. nephews I believe that this book is gender neutral mm -hmm. again it has two it's the story of two little girls just because it's my story mm -hmm. but it is a gender neutral book and I believe it is helpful for just children in general. Mm. Encourage that if you don't get my book, you get any book. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm biased. I think my book is best. <laughs> oh, your book is your book is wonderful, and it rhymes too, which is makes it a more fun read. Uh, oh. And and look, even if like if you have children in your life, even if you just have a copy and you leave it out on the copy table when family's over. Kids will pick it up and look at it because it's got some really cute drawings in it. It's bright. It's colorful. It's uh, it, it sort of draws you in. So, um, yeah, we all we all need to help each other out when it comes to this and uh, and and remove the shame and the burden from our children and and give them tools and resources because once again, you don't know what you don't know, and there's so much our kiddos don't know, and they're just you know they don't want to hurt us. They don't want to. Uh, disappoint us, displease us. And, uh, and so it, we don't want them. We don't want that to get in the way of them getting the help that they need and deserve. So this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. Tiffany. It's so wonderful to talk to you and you can find bad touching anywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble. It is internationally sold. So you can find it no matter where you are. Thank you so much for being here. Again, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would share it with someone who you think needs to hear this message too. And please don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. And if you like my content and want more, please visit my site, parentingforconnection.com, where you can find out more about my coaching, my courses, and all things parenting. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace, connection, and joy.